the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith, where the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, we're going to hit the pause button this evening on our series regarding the trivia questions for the Bible. We, we believe God is leading us in a little different direction tonight. And we want to give you, the listening audience, an opportunity to call in right now with any questions on your mind about Scripture, about church, about uh, the Christian life and Christian living, and things that are impacting you as a believer today in our, our current society, our current culture, and the things that we as Christians are, are facing. So we want to give you an opportunity. Now's the time. Give us a call. If you have questions if you have some comments about what's going on in your church or some questions about how things should be in your church, give us a call. If you have questions about Scripture, questions about the cults and occults, give us a call. We want to give you an opportunity tonight to, to chime in, to call in, and to get those answers to those burning questions that you have. Dr. Buckner, how are you doing tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And it's always good sometimes to change up and do something that's a little bit different, especially when we give people an opportunity to call in and just, uh, as you indicated, with so many things that they can call in about. And we also include with that uh, prayer. Some of you may not have any questions. Exactly. Uh, you may just have a burden on your heart to have prayer. Or you may want to call in and just share a testimony. So that may be on your heart as well. And uh, we're all going through some type of fog. And I have an acronym for FOG, that when you go through the fog of life, remember that the F stands for focus and the O on and the G, God. So every time you go through a foggy experience in life, remember that acronym. F stands for focus, O, on God. And you're going to go through those things in life in one way or another, either in your marriage or in your, with your children, uh, with your family, on your job, uh, in your community, uh, financially. There are so many ways that we go through the fog of life. And that acronym will help you just focus on God. Don't focus on your feelings. Don't focus on your emotions because you will faint under those circumstances. You will go in the wrong direction. And uh, this program is all about giving hope. Now, a lot of people don't say this when they speak about hope. Uh, hope uh, is something that is important. The Scripture talks about hope throughout the Bible. But I believe that people need to have tools. <clears throat> Once they are uh, presented with hope, 
they need to have some type of tools to work with in order to be effective in continuing to walk in that hope. And that's what we want to do is to give you tools and uh, share the truth of the scriptures with you because Jesus said the truth will make you free. And that's what we're all about here is the truth will make you free. We are preaching about Jesus Christ being the way, the truth, and the life. We don't believe that there's no other answer for the problems of our world today but Jesus Christ. And we have so many problems today in our world, in our churches, in our communities, but the only answer is Jesus Christ. And that's why Andre Kraut sung that song, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other Jesus is the way. That's a beautiful song by Andre Crouch. Well, what we're going to do is uh, commit to what we are all about. And uh, 1 Peter 3 and 15, apologetic scripture, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reason of the hope that send you with meekness and fear. So we're going to be committed to giving you reasons and answers for your faith today. So, Brother Gary, let's get to our callers right away, and uh, who do we have first? We have Brother Rick on line one. Brother Rick, how are you doing? Ugawi, good evening. How are you all doing? Uh, we are uh, blessed. You sound like, uh, who was it, Gomer Powell? Powell. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I was speaking to Gomer Powell for a moment. Jim That's, Neighbors? Jim Neighbors. I was going to say, surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. So, Zam! <laughs> Amen. That, that sounds like him. Yes, yes. Horribly. Yes. I, I guess uh, you started something here the night, Rick, and uh, we better get to your question because we're going a whole different direction. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting ready to jump off the rails. <laughs> Amen. Everybody knows it's election uh, Tuesday is election day. Yes. Some of you have put in your absentee ballots like myself. Mm-hmm. And I just want to I just want to get a perspective on uh, how should the Christian vote and should the Christian vote? That's going to be my first question. Yes, uh, that's a very good question. It's appropriate time to ask that question. Uh, How should the uh, Christian vote and uh, should they vote? Yes, they should vote because uh, we are to be in obedience to the laws of the land. And uh, and also, also to Romans chapter 13 uh, be subject to the powers that be, the governmental powers, and uh, they encourage us to vote. And uh, <clears throat> and the thing is, is that there is power in voting uh, to make change. Uh, and you don't make change by uh, mob violence, uh, and you don't make change by racism and bigotry and hate. Uh, you know, we have so many people thinking that this is the way you uh, bring about change, whether it's from the uh, Republican Party, Democratic Party, or the Independent Party. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people in the political world that's uh, encouraging this stuff, and it's not helping our world out at all. <clears throat> and so we can legislate uh, we can legislate morality by voting, but we can also legislate um, immorality by not voting. Now, that's a really important point right there <clears throat> that we need to take heed of. We can legislate uh, voting 
and by the Judeo-Christian worldview. So how should we vote? We should vote for people that are in office. Uh, they are not perfect, and they are not uh, sometimes not even Christian sometimes. <clears throat> but if they're holding to our Judeo-Christian worldview values, uh, that is the person that we need to vote for and that holds close to those values and those uh, Christian convictions. And uh, those of us who uh, are black Americans uh, with uh, African roots uh, who don't vote, uh, you know, our ancestors, slave ancestors, if they knew about us not going to the polls to vote, they would probably turn over in their graves because uh, they uh, wish that they had the opportunity to make change in voting. Voting, again, brings us power for change and power. And we can get so caught up into the race game. You know, we like to play the race game. We like to play the racism game. And and that's not going to bring about change. What's going to bring about change is that we uh, get into uh, those uh, voting booths and that we vote, you know, because there's power in us doing that, you know. And uh, so I just want to bring out that because that's very important uh, in the light of uh, what we're dealing with today in our world. Uh, it doesn't help us to uh, even spend countless hours marching and being mob violence into mob violence and anger and hate and all of that stuff and getting into the race game, go into the booth and vote. That's what we need to do because we need to be about change agents. We don't need to be secret agents. You know, when you don't vote, you're a secret agent. When you don't uh, uh, vote, you're undercover agent and you're involved with the issue of a MIA, missing in action. And but. I challenge you tonight to go to the booths and vote, you know, and that's the key. So hopefully that helps you out with the first question. Okay. Yeah. The second question is how do we deal with those who uh, come to us in, in anger, hatred, and even for the purpose of trying to manipulate us? Well, that's a good, we- yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, you know, there is so much uh, violence today in our world. And uh, I challenge people, not only in the political world, but in the religious world and in the counseling world, we should never, uh, you know, go forth uh, saying to people, confront them in their face. And uh, I know Maxine Waters has said, confront them and run them out of the restaurants and stuff like that. We, We need to just tell people to go to the the voting booths and vote. We need to go there and do that. But the greatest thing that we have found, that I've found in our world today, is that change does not come about being racist, whether you are black racist or white racist or brown racist or uh, into white nationalism or whatever. Change will never come that way. Being involved with being a, a mob, mob violence change doesn't come. Uh, getting in face of people in the community and running them out of restaurants and, and stores and stuff like that is not going to bring about change. The answer to our problems today 
And this is something that you don't hear that much about. But Jesus Christ and his transforming power for people to love. I mean, we need to preach the word and teach the word and share the gospel with Jesus Christ to people because the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, whether you are Republican, Democrat, independent, and whether you are just a person on the street, it doesn't matter where you're at. When your heart is not right with God, it can create a world. Your your religion can become race, whether your religion become race. Your religion can become race, and your religion can become uh, idolatry. Your re- religion can become where you're more into becoming a Democrat and a Republican and uh, independent than you are a Christian. So there's nothing wrong with it's being a part of a party if you choose to do that, but the greatest party that you can be involved with is Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is the only one that can stop a mob from doing what they're doing, stop racism in its track. Jesus is the only one that can stop hate in its track. Jesus is the only one that can stop liberalism in its track. Jesus is the only one because when you love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, then you will love your neighbor as yourself. That's what we need. We need to show that love. Now, Jesus, say this before we go to a commercial break, and then we'll come back to you, Rick. But I want to say this. Jesus, he never got caught up deep into uh, or at all into the political games of his day. So we look at him and the disciples as role models to look at. They never got caught up into the political games and the of the day. And Jesus uh, was trying; they were trying to push him to be involved with politics. Okay, so what Jesus did was, even though there were people that had political differences than him and religious differences than him, he always preached the gospel to them. He preached to them, and even his haters. In the midst of getting back to that love thing, even in the midst of his haters on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. In the midst of the face of differences and hate and vengeance, and there was a mob. See, there was a mob that put him on that cross. But in the midst of all of those people that were mob haters, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The key to seeing people turn to him is showing love. And as a result of him saying that, I believe that thief on the right side said, heard that love coming from that cross and said, you know, you know, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said, this day thou shall be with me in paradise because love was able to reach him right at the cross. And love is the thing that's going to reach us today and transform minds from hate to love. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'd like to begin by thanking everyone who's been praying for Contending for the Faith. Without your diligent prayers, we could never have stayed on the air for so many years. 
We also want to thank those who gave over the last two weeks, Jim and Kim, Kenneth, Jackie, Ken, C.R. Charles, Sandra, Alfred, Richard, and Carol, and Bomani, and Camila. We can't thank you enough for your faithfulness, for your generosity, for your love, for this ministry, and the things that God is calling us to do. It's so important that you continue to partner with us financially. It costs us 400 a week to stay on the air, and not, right now we're at a very critical time. We need your help. Uh, we're in need of $159 for last week's program as well as 400 for this week. So that's a grand total of $559 to be caught up. So the Bible says, ask and it should be given. We have faith that God answers our prayers. We don't want to go... We don't want to, we don't want to have this this program uh, go off the air because of lack of financial support. It's if you have been blessed by this program, if you've been listening to this program for years, it's time for you to step up. It's time for you to partner with us not only through prayer, but as as well as in giving. It is just a critical juncture and we need your support. Um <clears throat> there's two ways that you can do this. Number 1, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Again, that's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Get on your cell phone, your laptop, your tablet, and just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click the Donate button. It's that simple, and away you go. You'll be a blessing for time and eternity. I've always said that one day <clears throat> you're going to stand before the throne of grace. God is going to be right there, and he's going to say, turn around and look. And you'll look behind you, and you'll see a multitude of people. You're going to ask the Lord, who are these people? And God's going to tell you, these are the folks that made it into heaven as a result of your giving to ministries like Contending for the Faith and others, that that financial support touched lives for time and eternity. Your money is not just disappearing down a hole, but rather it's going up ahead of you, and it's blessing folks as it does so. All right, so we're going to get back to our callers. <clears throat> Let's do that. Uh, we were uh, talking with uh, Brother Rick. Brother Rick, mm-hmm. Rick, you still there? Yes, I am. All righty. Hopefully, hopefully some of the things I said was an encouragement to you, and uh, you have anything that you want to say around that, what I said, or anything else to add? I think I think the big thing I want to emphasize to a lot of Christian voters is that none of the, none of the candidates we have are perfect. They all have their they all have their shortcomings and everything else like that. But still, by doing nothing, I think doing nothing is far worse than uh, than than voting. You know, than making a choice on voting. Doing nothing. I mean, because uh, one of the things I can live with myself saying. If I even lose, even if my candidate loses, and the other candidate comes in, I can live with the. Uh, I can live with what happens. Amen to that. And one of the things that uh, that's a good point uh, because if you if you vote, you can at least say I did my best, and uh, anything less than our best is a sin. So I did do my best, and. Uh, you don't have to worry about somebody saying, I told you so, told you to vote, and you don't have to hear that. You can say, well, I voted. But the other thing that's very important, uh, whether who wins or not, uh, you know, the big issue is God is on the throne. Amen? And uh, he's the one that's in control. And I vote for Jesus. I vote for God. I vote for him over any man. 
And I know that uh, whoever's in, in office, uh, they have to answer to the God I serve on the throne. So the most important thing is uh, God is on the throne, and that's comforting. When I say he's on the throne, that means he's in control. So all of you who's uh, generating a lot of heat and virtually no light, just remember God is on the throne, he's in control, and uh, man is not. Man may think he's in control, but God is in control. Amen. So thank you, Rick, so much for your question and your call, and, and, and God bless you, brother. All right, just one one little prayer is yes. that uh, this week I'm going to be getting my prosthesis. Mm-hmm. So pray all pray all as well with that, and some other things are happening too. Okay, well but let's especially pray around the prosthesis. Let's lift that up in prayer. We're going to have mm-hmm. Brother Gary to lift that up in prayer right now. All right, so Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray that you continue to bless him, that you continue to stand with him, con- that you continue to encourage him and, and comfort him, Lord, as well, Lord God, and raise him back up. And we just pray that everything goes well with the prosthesis, Lord God, that it fits perfectly, Lord God, that it's comfortable and that it'll get him back up on his feet, Lord God, and he'll be running around and jumping and hopping and dancing like David danced before the Lord. Give him that strength. Give him that unction. Give him that, that, that Holy Spirit dunamis, Lord God, to do what you created him to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank, thank you, Brother Rick, for your call and your question, and um, we'll continue thank to keep you, you in God our prayers. You, okay. You take care and have a good evening. Bye-bye. <clears throat> All righty, Brother Gary, who do we right. have next? We're going to go to CC in Oakland. CC, how you doing? Uh, how you guys doing? Oh, we're truly blessed, and we trust that you got encouraged by something we said here tonight. Yes, yes, I did. Um, yes, I did. It was, it was really inspiring, and I, um, um, I was really enjoying it. Very good. Well, we appreciate that. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? And uh, I know we talked about uh, you doing some study. Did you get a chance to do that? Uh, yeah, I did. Well, I tell you what. Uh, since we got a, a lot of callers, let's get to your question, and then what we'll do is save that for next time, and then that way maybe we'll have more time for you to elaborate upon that. But I just want to be sensitive to the other callers. So, uh, what's what's on your heart tonight? Um, I want to ask you a, uh, two questions. Um, um, I was in this discussion with some people and um they 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 were referring to the the fact that someone uh that's under the age of fifty years old is still considered um in their youth a baby. And I was wondering if you could touch on that and I also want to ask you about this passage in John eight fifty eight fifty six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh let's get to the first question. And um what did you think when they first told you that? What did what was on your heart when you heard it heard that? Um, well, you know, I have to, I mean, I, 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 well, I was, it's a lot of questions in my mind, but I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, well, I, I kind of agree with it, you know? Mm-hmm. I hear your input on, I still, I, I still think that somebody that's, that's under age of 50 is still pretty, pretty considered, uh, uh, young. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't use the term, uh, that, uh, they're a child or they're a baby, uh, because that is, is stretching it, don't you think, Gary? <laughs> That's stretching it. Yeah. I, I would say that they are they are still uh, considered in our society uh, young, you know, uh, even now because people are living longer now that even some people look at 65 and even 
close to 70 as somebody still being uh, young because people are living longer now. But I would uh, I would just change up one word there and just say that they are considered still young, you know, rather than uh, the term uh, child uh, or, um, you know, baby. So uh, that's what I would just add to that. Okay, sounds good. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, because we have to make sure that we use the right uh, terminology uh, when we do uh, say something uh, regarding a statement. And so I would have, if, if they were talking to me, uh, that's what I would have said. I would have just simply said, yeah, uh, they are young, but not a child or a baby. So that's the only clarification that I would put with that. Uh, where are they getting that? If, uh, are they pulling that from Scripture somewhere? Where, where is that coming from? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I guess. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't exactly, I don't exactly know. It's just like the discussion, like on different ages and everything. Uh-huh. That, that came into play. So that was just their, their, their opinion. Yeah, this is mainly yeah. when you hear stuff like that. Yeah. It's mainly people get, uh, opinions because it's, it's, it's not definitely in the Bible, uh-uh. you know. I thought maybe they were kind of isolating, you know, Jesus. When Jesus said, you know, before Abraham was, I am, and they remember that. Uh, preceding that, they were like, "You're, you're not yet forty and six years." Yeah, you're not fifty years yeah, of yeah, age yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and in that context, he's basically yeah. uh, the the what Jesus was. Uh, they were saying to Jesus is that uh, fifty years of age. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Fifty years of age for a rabbi was the the time of uh, uh, retirement. So uh, the Jews started at the age when they became a teacher at the age of 30. That's when Jesus started, Mm -hmm. at the age of 30. And then the retirement of a rabbi was 50 years of age. So uh, that's what that's referring to in the context of of that. So, um, but yeah, yeah, so good, good point. You know, people get into all sorts of, discussions, but the thing that we are to do, uh, CC, is always test everything in light of the Scripture, because a lot of people throw out a whole lot of things, and uh, we, like Paul says, to test all things, hold fast to that which is good, so we test it to uh, Scripture. All right, and and then you had another question. Uh, It it was in John um, uh, 8 and 56, is that correct? Yeah, I I think you just answered it, though, but I could read it. Okay, why don't you read it? It says, um, "It says your father Abraham." Re- no, that's not the right one. Yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, 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 yes, it is. Yes, sorry, mm-hmm. your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, "You are not fifty years old, and have seen Abraham." Right, right. That's, that's true. I just answered it in the context of, of that. Um, but what do you think? What do you think he? What do you think he means when he says, uh, "Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad." What do you think he's saying there? In the first verse, in what verse fifty-six? Yes. Is this in relationship to Jesus? Y- yes, because Jesus is talking to the religious leaders. See, the thing is, right there is. Uh, when he says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. So we see that Jesus appeared in the Old Testament uh, to a variety of people. He appeared to Moses at the burning bush. And uh, when Moses 
looked there uh, and uh, saw, you know, Jesus. Jesus was in that burning bush. So Abraham saw him because he appeared many times as the angel of the angel of the Lord. So Jesus is referring back there that when he uh, appeared as the angel of the Lord. And then, uh, you know, an angel can mean angelos, meaning literal angel, but angel also uh, can mean in Greek uh, messenger. So Jehovah's Witnesses try to say, well, he appeared as the angel of the Lord. Well, that's a messenger. You've got to look at everything in the context of what the uh, the uh, chapter is all about. Otherwise, you know, that's how we take fusion out of confusion. So uh, let's have a quick prayer for you, and then we got to go to a commercial break and get to Jermaine. Okay, what's your prayer request real quick? Well, you, you can pray for me and my, my family, my mother, Rosalinda, and I have a tooth affection um, that needs to be healed. It's healing up, but I need it to be healed completely. So you can pray about pray for that. And um, I want to lift up Bobby Brown, that he can stay off drugs and alcohol. He's been doing really good, and uh, the God can reach, reach through him and the other new addition members and Justin Bieber. All righty. Well, let's have Gary do that and then go right to a commercial. Thank you, CC, as well, for your, your call and your question, too. So, Lord, we just thank you for CC. We pray, Lord God, that you would help him with this infection in his tooth. We pray for his mother, Rosalinda, and his family, that you put a hedge protection around them in a wall of fire. We pray, Lord, also for these celebrities, Bobby Brown, Justin Bieber, and many others, Lord God. They need you just like we need you. And so, Lord God, you died for us and you died for them. And we pray, Lord God, that you would just bring people into their lives, Lord God, that would bear witness to the need of a Savior, Lord God, that how good you are, that you are a good God, and that you care for us and you 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 love us more than we can even love ourselves. So, Lord God, touch their lives. Be with CC again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary, and thank you, CC, for your call. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cult, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. <laughs> uh, continue. Okay. <laughs> no pauses. No pauses. It's just a, it's just continue. continue. Okay, yes. we'll just keep rolling past that L. <laughs> now, there's a P, too, right? Right, there is. Uh, P stands for peace. <laughs> Peace out, brother. <laughs> Again, we want to thank everyone who has been praying for Contending for the Faith. This is definitely a prayer-driven ministry, and we need your prayers Con- constantly, continuously praying for this ministry. We need your support as well financially. Uh, this is a, a prayer-driven ministry, and it's a listener-supported ministry, and we need both, especially right now. We're in the midst of a, a bit of a, t- a tight season. And uh, we know we need $559 to be current. And so we're believing and trusting God that he's going to move on the hearts of folks to help us meet that need. And we know if if God is, is moving and, and, and supp- he's going to supply the need. So we just trust him. We're believing him and he's going to move on your hearts. And, uh, and we're going to meet this need, this challenge successfully together. There's two ways that you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's uh, Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Uh, The second way is so much easier. As I mentioned earlier, just go online to contendingfaith.org. 
contendingfaith.org. Hit the donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. We- All right, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, for those announcements. And we know that this time of the year, uh, the holidays, people get so involved with you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, that they forget about ministries. And we hear ministries all over, radio ministries saying, uh, you know, we need your prayers, we need your support, and we do need people to step up, you know. So we want to encourage you to uh, step up and knock a home run and uh, give us a blessing so we can continue to get through these uh, holiday days and months. Okay, let's get to uh, our next caller, Brother Gary. All right. Um, Jermaine, are you there? I am. How you doing, Brother Jermaine? Oh, I'm doing very well tonight. Oh, that's good. We trust that you got blessed by the program tonight and you got encouraged by something. Yeah, I did. Uh, just just hearing Brother Rick again, sounding sounding a little more jovial was uh, was mm-hmm. a blessing to me. Yes, he is really coming along, and uh, God is healing him and restoring him and uh, renewing him. And so we appreciate your prayers and. He's kind of, uh, well, I think you've moved, but, you know, he's in the Daly City area, and I'm sure he'd love to have a visit by you sometime. Okay, yeah, I think that can happen this year. Amen, amen. Well, what's on your heart tonight? Well, I remember um, calling a couple months back uh, about how to witness to homosexuals, and you know, a situation arose where one of my daughters going to her school uh, I guess they, this particular teacher decided to to and I guess, celebrate Gay History Month, and I didn't know it was an official thing until she brought it up. And I guess back in 2016, President Obama's administration had kind of started a federal mandate to where Gay History Month is in October, and there has to be some positive depiction of of uh, homosexuality. Basically, like it can't be anything disparaging or anything seen as hateful. Well, my daughter objected to being forced to do a project, and that created a big brouhaha. And she actually had the the uh, faith and courage enough to let her teacher know that, although she was taught to love people, she just did not agree with the subject, and that homosexuality was a sin in God's eyes. And you know, she's in junior high school, and uh, of course, the teacher was a little less friendly. And so, we'll be having meetings coming up on how to deal with this, but. Just how how would you deal with the situation? We've explained that we we are loving people. It's just we're not going to be forced into doing something that we don't agree with, even if it means getting a zero for that particular project. Well, that's a very interesting uh, question as well as an interesting experience. And uh, Brother Jermaine, uh, you're going to be blessed when I share this with you. Do you not know that uh, my daughter, when she was in high school, Sarah, experienced the same thing. Uh, and she had the courage to come to me and said that there was a class uh, and they were going to be teaching on homosexuality and they have, a, have to do a project on that. And she said that uh, in my spirit, the way I've been brought up and taught, I just don't feel comfortable about that. So we went over to the school and... Uh, we it was Rick with me. Matter of fact, that uh, Rick was more healthier then, and he went with me over to the school, and we uh, supported my daughter, and they were respectful and said, "Well, we're not going to force her to do this if uh, conscience-wise and 
and her faith, uh, you know, teaches contrary to that. So they were respectful for it, but uh, she was at one point, uh, the teacher was kind of pushing it, and she stated how she felt, but she needed our assistance there. And sometimes parents have to go there and simply uh, be supportive of their uh, child or or teenager or what have you. But I really validate your uh, daughter and her courage and her stance and for uh, the word of God. And I, um, but I can relate. I can relate uh, to your situation. And so I don't really have anything to add to that other mm-hmm. than the fact that, you know, uh, we are to uh, be loving. It's kind of like um, what, um, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A went through. You know, uh, Truett Cathy started the first uh, chicken sandwich, and uh, which was Chick-fil-A, and he was a dwarf, and he, he passed on. He started a dwarf ministry as well. And um, after he died, uh, the homosexual community uh, came to his son who took over and said, what do you feel about gay marriages and stuff like that? And he says, well, you know, we love gay people, but we uh, don't believe in gay marriages. And so they persecuted them and uh, yes. boycotted, and they thought it was going to affect, affect uh, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A. But the Lord took what they intended for evil, as Joseph talked about in uh, Genesis 50, and brought good about it, and then their business started to flourish, and more people were coming. So a lot of times in situations like this, when you stand up for what's right, uh, no weapons formed against you will prosper, and God will honor your faithfulness. And so just like he did with Truett Cathy's uh, son, so uh, God is going to honor her for, and you as well, for standing up for truth and uh, in the face of this situation, uh, I, I think that when it comes to just the gay community as a whole, uh, there is a a, a real good uh, author that I want to recommend to you and um, to the listening audience out there. And you may want to get down his name, but he's one of the leading experts, Christian experts in dealing with uh, how to witness to homosexuals. And that's Joe Dallas. You ever heard of him? Yes, I've heard him. Yes, times. yes. And get as much materials as you can on him because he can, he'll really help you to break things down. But uh, I think just in, in, in witnessing to homosexuals as a whole, people oftentimes say, well, how do you witness to homosexuals? I said, well, the same way you witness to a heterosexual. You know, you need to demonstrate love, uh, these three L's. The first L is in your love. The second L is in your life. And then the third L is on your lips. It's not enough to just say, I love Jesus on my lips and not demonstrate it in my life and in my love. Because when you have all these three together, it's going to have an impact upon people's lives. In Christianity, we've had a lot of it on our lips, but not in our life and in our love and our love and our life. So, but the greatest thing is that uh, we build a sense of friendship uh, like Jesus did with the woman at the well. You know, he built that friendship and he built a commonality, talked about Jacob's well, and he was the master planner of evangelism. And 
and he literally just set up the scenario of a friendship and uh, offered to give her water. And she's like, you being a Jew, as you know, water, me, you know, uh, for me, you know, she was blown away. So I think Jesus killed her with love. He, he developed a friendship. He developed uh, a commonality because all the Jews like to talk about Jacob's well as well as the Samaritans. Um, so this is the, the approach that we need to have with not only homosexuals but heterosexuals and and people who are Muslims. And we got to develop that sense of friendship. But at the same time, in the midst of the friendship and demonstrating love, we must not uh, fall victim of these three C's. We must not compromise, confuse, number three, third C, contradict. Compromise, confuse, and contradict. We still have to stand for our beliefs. We have to stand uh, for uh, justice, and we got to mix love with justice. And this is what you did and your daughter did. Your daughter did and you did. You put justice with the love and stuff like that. So that's very important. And they really can't force you uh, and your your daughter to do that, uh, a paper or a project on that if uh, she refuses to do it. Because if you do that, it could be legal issues that can be a serious thing against the school. So so where is she at now, uh, your daughter, with this situation? Is, it, is she still uh, in the class, or this is something happened in the past, or what? what's, what's the latest on that? Well, this is fairly recent. class. They, they gave her an alternate uh, topic, and I think the author, James Baldwin, was one of the choices. And just uh, it seems like they're trying to sneak somebody who was at least sensitive or friendly to the gay community. And, and uh, I actually let that go because... I was praising the Lord. I said, wait a minute. First, I was upset. I said, this has been the greatest testimony to, for her faith than anything, and nothing has made her see that there's something to this Christian thing, because everyone else is accepted. Every other religion is protected. But when you start talking about the name of Jesus, then people act a little funny, and I told her that. And this all this conversation she had with her teacher was unprovoked and unknown by us. She did that on her own. and. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, been something that's actually been the best advertisement for Jesus that we we could have asked for. So by trying to persecute, they actually deepened her faith and made all of us smile as well. Mm-hmm. Amen. Gary wants to add some mm-hmm. stuff to this. You know, uh, I work for a school district in, in Sacramento, and I see a lot of things happening where, um, you know, w- let me just back up and say my wife and I raised two children, and we they— went through the the school district from first grade through high school, and we were always involved. And I, I say this, I can't stress this enough, that parent involvement is, is really critical to your child's success, you know, not, not only academically, but as well as when it comes to these types of issues, you need to be aware of what your child's being exposed to. Because at the, if these things were going on, uh, when if they had been going on when I was my kids were in school, you know, I would have been on it. Right. And so especially when it comes to sexual issues, um, I think that I don't want any teacher or class or any s- situation where you're 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 disseminating information on a, on a sexual nature 
to my child without my permission. And that's what these homosexual conversations are about. So I think it's really important um, that parents be aware, parents be involved, and, and, and to be in there so that you can protect your child and, and um, make sure that you're, you're controlling that conversation. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, because it's really uh, sometimes very one-sided, and sometimes I feel like the, they don't, they're not telling the whole truth about the issues either. Um, so it, there's a, a lot of moving parts there, and you want to protect your children um, and make sure that they are um, that you're 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 controlling the narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, Amen. Thank you, uh, Jermaine, so much for your um, your call and that uh, real uh, provoking conversation. All and right. God bless you, brother, and your family. And we hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, we want to thank Vince, our engineer, and also uh, Frederick, our phone counselor. Please keep us in your prayers until next time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comment, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner. Always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Take care. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.